0: vāyāṁ nijalāva-pūrṇa mānaṁ janād aviduṣu karuna-bhṛṇīte jajjajjano bhagavati vidadhīta-mānaṁ tācya ātmane pratimukasya jatha mukha-śrī. Now, in the previous verse, it has been explained that neither any material opulence, nor a qualified brahmin with twelve high qualifications can uh, satisfy the Lord simply by such acquisition. One can satisfy the Lord simply by love and devotional service. Why? Doesn't he not then why so much opulence is created in erecting nice uh, temples or churches and so much money is expended? Does it not satisfy the Lord? Why they are, they are spending so much money? And the modern economist says that this is unproductive uh, investment. Because if you construct a very big temple, just like in India we have got many temples, especially in South India, each of them is just like a fort very big fort. There is a temple in Ranganatham. It is a few miles temple. There are seven gates, very big temple. Many other temples. Similarly, in your country also, there are many nice churches. I have traveled all over America, and I have seen very big charges here also in Montreal. There are many big churches. So why they are spending so much money? Although in the modern economists will say it is uh, non-productive investment. <coughs> so these church building or temple building or mosque building is coming down from time immemorial. People are investing their money, hard-earned money. Why? Uselessly non-productive? No. They do not know. They do not know how much productive that is. Therefore, in this godless civilization, they are stopped, stopped building nice, decorated. In Vrindavan, there is a temple of Govindaji that was seven-storied. Four stories was I am broken by Aurangzeb on political grounds. Still, three stories are still remaining. If somebody goes there, he will see how wonderful workmanship is there in that temple. So does it mean that those kings or rich men, they were all fools? Simply... At the present moment we are very intelligent. No, they are not fools. That is explained in the Prahlad Maharaj's prayers. Naivatmana nijalābha Purna. You cannot satisfy uh, the Supreme Lord by constructing a nice temple. But he still is satisfied still is satisfied. He is nijalabha He is fully satisfied in himself, because he, is, he has no want. We are in want. Suppose I am renting one small apartment. If somebody says, Swamiji, come on, I shall construct a very nice palatial temple to come here. Oh, I shall be very much obliged. But does Krishna, our God, is like that? He can construct so many nice planets, not only one, two, but millions and billions, with so many nice oceans and uh, hills and mountains and forests and full of living entities. And why He is after a temple constructed by me? No. That is not the fact. The fact is that these fools, these rascals who are thinking that this world is for their enjoyment, this money belongs to him, uh, it is stated here, avidusā. Abhidusha means rascal, without any education. Uh, without any education, oh, they have got all these university degrees, and without education, yes. Why? Because they have no spiritual education. So, avidusha. So, manam janad avidusha uh, When Krishna says, or God says, that give me this, just like He is begging. From Bali Maharaj, Bhavande, my dear king, will you give me a little land? Uh, So, his uh, uh, spiritual master, he was a demon. He forbade Bali Maharaj not to promise because he is Vishnu. He will take everything from you. That's a nice story. Some of you know uh, how Bali Maharaj became a great devotee of the Lord. Now, here it is stated that Manang Janad Avidisha Kurunabhineete, whatever he wants from any person, provided he is a devotee. The Lord does not accept anything from non-devoting. That is clearly stated in Bhagavad-gītā. Patram puspaṁ phalam toyam jomi bhaktya prajacchati. Here it is stated, nijalāva pūrṇa. He is so opulent that he has no hankering. Complete. Sarai-sajya pūrṇa. He is complete with full six appliances. He is the richest. He is the wisest. He is the most famous. He is the most strong, influential, and renowned star. Everything is complete there. Then why he is asking? <coughs> That Patram Toyam Jomi Bhakta He is so rich, so opulent, still he is begging that little flower, a little water, a little fruit, if offered to me with devotion and love, I accept and eat it. Uh, so, The real fact is that we have lost our devotion and faith in God. So He is begging therefore that love and faith, not your money, because He is already opulent. What you can give Him? And what belongs to you? Nothing belongs to you. You come from the home of your mother, open-handed, and when you die, you go open-handed. So what does it belong to you? Nothing belongs to you. That's a fact. Simply by illusion, you come here for some days and you think, this is mine. That's all. This is called māyā. Actually, nothing belongs to you. Everything belongs to God or Krishna. But you claim that it belongs to you. That is your mind. Therefore, here it is said, Manang janād aviduṣa Korunak Vrindavan. Out of his causeless mercy, he begs sometimes, Give me this. Just like Sometimes father asks his child, my dear boy, will you kindly give me a little cake from your portion? And if the child is very fond of her, coming immediately, gives. And sometimes he refuses. No, I shall not give. Similarly, uh, Krishna is full. Why is begging? He is begging your love. That's all. Whenever Krishna wants some service from you or begs something from you, it does not mean that he is in need of it. He is not in need of it. But he is in need of your love because you have forgotten how to love God. Out of Krishna. That he is practicing. There is a story that some sannyasi went to a householder because the sannyasi goes to a householder for begging. They are begging also like that. They are not beggars. But they introduce as beggars so that. Uh, the householder may receive and take some advantage of his knowledge. He's not beggar. Uh, so one beggar went to a householder and the housewife said, Ah, oh, uh, this beggar has come from door to door. Give him some asses. So this anasī replied, All right, give me some asses. Just begin your charity. Just begin your charity. So, similarly, Krishna, when he wants, give me a little flower, a little fruit, a little water. It does not mean that he is begging, he is just inducing me to the practice of offering everything which belongs to Krishna. Isha Vasamidam Sadvam. Jatkin yadatyam yadat uh, tena tak Tena-tak-tena-bhunjita-mādhita-kastrasi-dhanam The <coughs> Īśopaneṣad inner-straps us that everything that is within your vision uh, it belongs to Isha, the Supreme Lord. Whatever you see, whatever you have got, that does not belong to you. It belongs to God. <clears throat> tena taktena bhunjitha. This is the first verse in Isopunisa. Tena taktena bhunjitha. You can simply enjoy whatever is given to you as prasadam. Magrida dhanam. Don't touch any other property. This is the instruction of Ishvoponisha. So, we have forgotten this. See, in order to instruct us the principle that everything belongs to God, this is the beginning that we should try to offer whatever we have got. Krishna. Is ready to accept from you a little bit of water, a little bit of flower, a little bit of leaf or fruit. Practically, it has no value. But when you begin to give to Krishna, then gradually a time will come when he will be prepared to give everything to Krishna like the gopis. This is the process. Sarvatmana. Sarvatmana. Sarvatmana means with everything. That is our natural life. When we are in consciousness that nothing belongs to me, everything belongs to God, and everything is meant for God's enjoyment, not for my sense enjoyment, That is called Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness means to be situated in the actual fact. Whenever we claim something that this is mine, it is called moha, illusion. Ahang mameti janasa moho ayam. This conception of mine and I. Uh, is a platform of illusion, Janasam mohoyam. This whole, whole world is moving under this illusion, that I am this body and everything, uh, I am the monarch of all, I survey. This is the philosophy. Whatever I can acquire, that is mine. This is wrong. This is called illusion. Therefore, uh, we should try to give to Krishna, not to ask. Because He has given us everything without asking, without asking. Uh, We go to temple or churches to ask for our daily bread, But the birds and bees, they have no churches, no temples. They do not ask. But how do they get their bread? Therefore, according to Srimad Bhagavatam, there is no actually bread problem. The only problem is that we have forgotten our relationship with God. Uh, Whatever... Tasvaiva heta pragateta Therefore, the instruction of Bhagavad is just try to revive your lost relationship with God or Krishna. Uh, that relationship is never extinguished, but sometimes it is covered. Just like a crazy boy forgets his father and mother and home goes away. But the relationship between the son and the parents cannot be lost. As soon as the son comes back, the parents receive him very nicely. Similarly, we are all sons of the Supreme Lord. We have forgotten our father. We have forgotten our relationship. And we are loitering in this material world as helpless. And if we revive our consciousness, our Krishna consciousness, that my home is in the spiritual world, I am a foreigner in this material world, just like a foreigner is traveling from one place to another. Similarly, I am also changing myself body from one body to another, one planet to another, but there there is no permanent settlement anywhere in this material world. This is our condition. So Krishna consciousness means to be rightly situated in the original consciousness that We are all sons of God, Krishna. We have got eternal relationship with Him. And He is the richest, the most affluent. As a rich man's son has no scarcity, no want. Everything is supplied uh, amply, just like the Americans. They are American or many other western countries, the young men, they belong to a rich nation, so practically they have no want. But still, why they are becoming hopeless and confused? Because this material want is not all. There is spiritual want. Unless the spiritual want is fulfilled, Unless the spiritual relationship is re-established, nobody can be happy. So in order to make us happy, Krishna says that begin with little flower, little water, or little fruit, and try to offer it. <laughs> Jajajjano bhagavate vidadhita manam tacha atmane pratimakusha jatha makhasri. Just like if you decorate your face very nicely, how your face has become beautiful, you cannot see. You cannot see. But as soon as you bring one mirror before your face, you see that in the mirror the reflection of your face is very nicely decorated. The same example is given here. We are reflection. We are reflection of God. Just like in the Bible it is said, man is made after God. God is not made after man. That is a mistake. The modern atheist class of men, they suggest that we manufacture a form of God according to our own form. Just like Krishna and Nara. the picture is there, they allege that we have made a Krishna form may be very beautiful according to my form, but actually it is not. Uh, the biblical, biblical truth is that man is made after God. Because we are sons of God, therefore God has got two hands, you have got also two hands. Just like your father has got two hands, And you have got two hands. So you are made according to the body of your father. Not that your father's body is made after your body. This is rationalism. Similarly, God's body is not made according to your body. But your body is made according to God's body. But this body is material, therefore we have to change. When we come to the spiritual platform, we get as good a body as that of Krishna, which is eternal, full of bliss, and full of knowledge. This is called uh, uh, Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> now, here it is said, Jajjad Jano Bhagavate Vidadhita mana. Whatever you are offering to Krishna, practically, Uh, We see that we are offering so many nice foodstuffs to Krishna. But Krishna, apparently it appears that Krishna has not eaten. The prasadam is distributed among the devotees. Similarly, whatever is offered to the Supreme Lord, he is not in need of it, but he accepts it. He spiritualizes it. And and it is meant for you. You are gainer. Whenever there is some special function to offer some nice foodstuff to the Lord, uh, you can take the prasadam, the actual gainer you are. But you are gainer in both ways. You taste very nice foodstuff, at the same time, you regain your spiritual consciousness. So yajyat-bhagavat, bhagavate vidadhita Whatever honor, respect, or uh, presentation is given to the Lord, it is enjoyed by Him. It is enjoyed by Him. Oh, how it is so? It's the same example, just like you decorate your face, eh, but you cannot see directly how your face is beautiful, but when you put your mirror before the face on the reflection, you see very nice decoration. Similarly, if you decorate the Supreme Lord Krishna, That is the system of temple worship. Very nicely decorated temple, very nicely decorated deity, all nice foodstuff offered to the deity, Uh, you will feel enjoyment. The more you do that, you will feel enjoyment. It is not non-productive. It is very spiritually productive process jaj-jajjana vidadhīta prabhu Ishara iśvara Prabhu means ishara. naivatmana naivātmana-prabhu-rayam purna Prabhu means iśvara Prabhu means master controller if a person is controller, master of a big establishment so what the laborer can offer him, he is the, already the proprietor. So here it is said, Ishara avidiśa akalpa mānang pujaṁ ātmano na brinite." So do not foolishly think that the prescription given in the śāstra that whatever you have got offered, to Krishna or apart to God, it is not that God is in want, it is your interest. The more you give to God, the more you become benefited. It is your interest. But the foolish person, they do not know it. Therefore, God, like Bali Maharaj, like Bhavan Dev, he goes to beg from Bali Maharaj. And he is a Devotees of God, sannyāsī, they also go to beg, my dear sir, give us some contribution for our temple. It is not that he is beggar. It is for the person's benefit. He is spoiling his life in sense enjoyment, and this representative goes to him and takes some money from that uh, hell-going uh, mm-hmm. activities and offers to the deity. So he will be saved. Mm-hmm. dharma oh. Willingly or unwillingly, if you offer something to God, that will be a permanent credit. A permanent credit. Uh, even little done, it can act so nicely that sometimes it can save you from the greatest danger. Just like Vajamil. <coughs> the story of Vajamil is that he was a son of a Brahmin and he was a very nice boy. He was married, and he was acting just like a brahmin boy. (coughs) One day he went to collect some flowers and some wood uh, from the forest uh, for his father's worship. His father was worshiping deity, and he was helping. (coughs) On the uh, path he saw that one śūdra and his wife, without any shame, they were embracing and kissing. This young boy <coughs> become attracted. Therefore, this system, that loving exchange or affairs, should not be exhibited on the street. This is not very civilized born In India it is not at all allowed. It is... Oh, it is calculated as indecent. There is punishment by law. <clears throat> but here the practice is different. But why it is so strict according to Vedic scripture? Here is the example. A young man was passing... Another young man and girl was embracing, naturally he became excited. And uh, of course, this kind of uh, embracing and kissing on the public street is done not by any high class. So he was a Sudra. <clears throat> So this ajamil was standing there, and the sudrani, or the sudra woman, also called. And he became more excited, and he embraced, and kissed her, and gradually became attracted to her. And he left his wife, and home, and father, and mother, then become drunkard, and everything for that prostitute. At the last moment, when he was old enough, when he could not earn, he could not cheat to bring money, the man, Ajamil was thrown in the street by that woman. Because he was not his legalized wife, he was, she was prostitute, so did not knight him. But this man had a youngest son whose name was Nara. So when he was in precarious condition, he was just asking his youngest son, Narayan, My dear boy, please come here. <clears throat> and by citing this word Narayan, he remembered the same Narayan whom he worshipped in his early age. Just see. Because under the direction of his father, as a Brahmin boy, he was being trained to become a devotee of Narayana, but unfortunately he was misled by a prostitute. But still, he was saved at the last moment. And this is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita, "Salva So, anybody who is chanting Hare Krishna, even for a moment. It will never go in vain. It will act. It will act, and it will act so nicely that sometimes it will be saved from the greatest danger. That experience some of our students have already expressed. One girl is present here. She also experienced this. She was attacked by some black negroes and he, she began to chant Hare Krishna and she was saved. So uh, these things are actual fact. There are many instances. Sarpa so, Satra trayati So anything, a little flower, a little fruit, a little water, you offer to Krishna. Or if you chant for a little while, Hare Krishna, or if you make association with devotees for a moment, this will never go in vain. So, the uh, purpose of opening so many centers of Krishna consciousness is to give chance to these forgotten men, Krishna consciousness. Uh, it is not a business. It is a charitable institution, it is hospital, to cure the material disease. So unfortunately, uh, people are not taking very much advantage. But those who are fortunate, rupe, uh, <coughs> kono bhagwan, So only the fortunate person has It is also expressed in the Bhagavad Gita, Jesamanth Gatam Papam, one who is completely free from all sinful reaction. Such person can take to Krishna consciousness. But the door is open for everyone. (coughs) Everyone can come here and chant Hare Krishna. It is not a difficult job. Uh, We distribute. Prasadam. Uh, so take advantage and be benefited uh, in Krishna consciousness. Thank you.
1: Krishna is also
0: Ananda, But is that knowledge the same? No. A living entity is subjected to be deluded by Maya. But Krishna is not deluded by Maya. That is the difference between Krishna and living entity. Uh, but I mean uh, uh, a pure
1: uh, devotee has is
0: That's
1: not the same, even though it's
0: perfect knowledge. uh... Oh, it cannot be as perfect as Krishna. That is not possible, because you are part and parcel of Krishna. Uh, Just like a drop of ocean water and the vast mass of water, quantitatively they are different. Qualitatively they are one. Similarly, Krishna has knowledge and you have knowledge, but the quantity of Krishna's knowledge and your knowledge is different. He is uh, full of all knowledge. You are almost full of all knowledge, but not exactly like Krishna. And especially in your condition and life, you are covered. All your knowledge is covered. <coughs> Even that fragmental knowledge is also covered. Therefore we are in illusion. Because we are fragmental, therefore we are subjected to be covered by the illusory spell. Just like the sky and the sun. Sometimes there is covering by clouds. The cloud covers a few miles, or the cloud covers the eyes of living entities like us. But the cloud does not cover the sun or the whole sky. That is not possible. But a fragmental portion of the sky is covered by cloud, and because we are very teeny, If the cloud is spread only for ten miles, we think, now the sun is covered. The sun is never covered. Similarly, the illusory energy cannot cover Krishna, but it can cover you. And we are in this covering condition Therefore, you have forgotten our relationship with Krishna. Now we have to uncover by Krishna's grace, or we'll have to go to the sunlight. It is not that the sun is covered by cloud. Where there is no cloud, if you go there, you'll get full advantage of the sunlight. Similarly, you have to search out place where there is no cloudy. Un- understanding. There must be a
1: clear understanding.
0: Then you will find yourself uh, satisfied in the light. Uh, sorry,
1: in professor. One of some, uh, professor Sanyal's book, he said that uh, the mind is an organ of the soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Is, is that correct? I always thought the
0: mind was uh, uh, part of the material, the subtle body, subtle material body. No. I've on the cell. It is covered by the material, uh-huh. energy. Oh, so then... If, uh, so then... No. Originally you the... have got everything. i have got mind, ego, and everything. Just like when I think "Aham and I am servant of Krishna. That is also ego. I am, but that is pure. But as soon as I think, I am American, I am Indian, I am this body, that is impure. This is impure egoism, and that is pure egoism. So ego is there. Similarly, mind is also there. Intelligence is also there. But when it is covered by this material contamination, it is called māyā. And when it's uh, out of material contamination, I'm Brahmasmi, I'm servant of Krishna. I am. I, I shall act for Krishna. I shall leave for Krishna. I shall eat for Krishna. I shall prepare food for Krishna. I shall sing for Krishna. Everything, Krishna, that is liberated. So that mind is part of the soul. It just
1: yes,
0: polluted. That is a symptom of. Uh, mind is uh, at a principle, without mind how can you act? The mind is there. But at the present moment, uh, becoming covered by the material energy, everything is contaminated. The mind is contaminated, the intelligence is contaminated, the ego is contaminated, I yourself am contaminated, everything is contaminated. When you have got fever, there is pain all over the body. Uh, There is uh, temperature all over the body. And when the fever is off, there is no temperature. Similarly, it is the defense of consciousness only. As soon as we take material consciousness, it is to be understood in feverish condition. And as soon as we take to Krishna consciousness, we are out of feverish condition. You understand? Yes. Can ask. What
1: is um, the the material elements I described? Uh, mind, intelligence, and uh, you know, false ego is. What's the, uh, what's that, what is that mind, you know, that material mind? In other words, is a spiritual
0: mind and a material mind? What is the difference of your material life and spiritual life? That is the difference between material mind and spiritual mind. Because you are thinking that you are this body, this is material conception. Therefore everything is material. Mind, intelligence, and identification, everything material. Uh, Similarly, if you think that thinking means mind, that you are Krishna, that everything is spiritual, that we have to uh, practice. That is Krishna consciousness. We have to keep ourselves always in Krishna consciousness. Yaha is Saharibdas, and what is Krishna consciousness? Krishna consciousness means uh, to yaha. Yaha means desire. Desire is a function of mind. So yaha means desire. So what is that desire? Yaha is Saharibdasi. Anyone whose desire is to engage himself in the service of Krishna, so whole uh, Krishna consciousness activity is purification of the mind, of the intelligence, of the ego, everything purifying process. Sarvopadi vinimoktam tapartheena nirmalaṁ. The impurification is that upadhi, designation. I am thinking I am American, I am Indian. This is designation. Actually, spirit soul is neither American nor Indian, nor Hindu, nor Muslim. So one has to get out of this entanglement, material entanglement. (coughs) And how one can become purified, tat when he identifies himself, aṁ brahmāsmi, I am servant of Krishna, I am Brahmā, I am pure Self, I am not matter, I am not this body, this is the stage of purification. And when one is purified, then Rishikena, Rishikesa, Srivanang Bhakti Ruchat. Rishik means senses. So mind is also one of the senses. There are eleven senses. Five senses gathering knowledge and five senses working. And mind is the center. The so mind is also accepted as sense. So rishi-kena, rishi-kesa-sevanam, when your purified senses are applied in the service of the master of the senses, rishi-kesa, is called bhakti. This is the definition of bhakti. So uh, mind requires that you are thinking that I shall decorate Krishna in such a way. That is a function of mind. And as soon as you think that I shall decorate my and such person in this way, uh, that is Maya. So, mind is there. Sometimes it is acting for Maya, and when it is acting for Krishna, then it is purified. So, in the Krishna consciousness, Nothing has to be eradicated. Everything has to be purified. This is the Krishna consciousness process. Yes? That Godhead that some people can
1: remember their past lives.
0: Hmm?
1: Some people can remember their past lives.
0: Yes. Yes. I
1: thought
0: the mind was left behind. No. Actually, mind carries you to the next body. The mind goes with you. The material mind, material ego, material intelligence uh, becomes nil when you are completely uh, liberated. But at that time your spiritual mind acts. It is not very difficult to understand. Somebody is acting under the impression, just like one of our student, uh, he was acting under the impression that he is Frenchman and doing something subversive. And now he is Thinking that I am Krishna, he has stopped all those
1: nonsense.
0: Yeah, <laughs> when you are thinking that he is a Frenchman, that mind was there, and now he is thinking that I am Krishna. The mind is there, so there is the chance of losing the mind. You want to question anything? He just... A... Huh? This bot? She... Huh? The girl.
1: Huh? He's
0: a girl. He's a girl? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So, any other question? Now no chance of... Yes? I want to this, But I understand
1: how materialistic People, if they have material mind, they can it it is not mind. Material,
0: material mind has to be treated by spiritual medicine. Then the material mind will be spiritual. Just the same example that a man has got some bile disturbance by drinking excessive milk and the physician gives him another meal preparation, a card, and he's cured. Similarly, the Krishna consciousness movement is just to treat the mind by Krishna engagement then he becomes freed from material contamination. And actually it is happening. Those who are taking to this treatment, they are experiencing how it is happening. The door is closed, right? Open. Oh. Ahem. <clears throat>